0: all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast.
1: I know this sounds so fundamental, but how we treat people determines what you really understand. Like, when you don't don't understand things, you can't explain them right. And to treat people like they're condemned or make them feel bad, doesn't get him saved. You have to bring an answer to these people that God cares about their marriage. God cares about their unfulfilled expectations. That God cares about their finances. He cares about all the violations they've had. We sang this morning, "Come however you want." You license God this morning in the song. In those words, you're saying, "Come however you want." If you tell God, come however you want, then he has, you license him to begin to solve your problems his way. And I will tell you this from experience, on the front end of that, you're probably not even going to know what he's doing. That's why when we were talking about our offering, he was talking about trust. You've got to trust God enough to give it to him and not take it back. Now, when you're in a good skirmish, you think about this. We'll tell God we're gonna give him our mate, and we get lonely so we start hanging around with our mate and doing what we don't don't even even want them to do, we do it with them because we are lonely. That nixes the whole thing. You're supposed to live for God and say, tell him come however you want to fix it. When you get back in, you nullify God's power because God will never override your will, never. He will not stop anybody from going to hell. He will not stop anybody from getting a divorce. He will not stop anybody from doing anything. You have to choose to do those things or choose not to do those things. It's your free will. So really, uh, God, like I say, God doesn't send anybody to hell. They go by choice. So the first step is to believe on him, right? He that believes on him will not be condemned, but God will give him eternal life. Now, we're going to touch this for a minute. You guys know you've got to believe with your heart and not your head. How many times have have we done mental assent and got mad at God because we thought since we knew it in our head, we believed it in our heart? Please forgive me. I've been married 40 years, so I can touch marriage. Thank you. I got adjusted. It's all right. I can take it. I can take it. I'm laughing. You know what I'm wondering? If she's right. <laughs> but that's okay, because it's numbers. But anyway. I lost my train of thought, Pastorine. That wasn't fair. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, yeah. You've got to know your mate loves you. In all their imperfections, you've got to know in your heart that they love you. And if you know that, you'd be surprised what you could put up with. But that one thing missing messes up everything. The Bible says you've got to believe with your heart and then confess out your mouth. I think everything goes on in your ticker, personally. I've seen people with great hearts that make a lot of mistakes and God helped them anyway. And all the religious people around them couldn't understand why God was helping them. It's because they were trying to do their best with God and their integrity. God works with your integrity and he will help you with your circumstances. You just can't lie to God and have another agenda if you know what I mean because he knows the difference. And uh, so it's the work of God. He said this is the work that you're supposed to do is believe on him that sent me. That's what he said about Jesus. And this is the will of God that sent me that everyone which sees the son and believes on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up on the last day. I remember when that scripture became a reality to me. I was in a Catholic church over in Westover in the early 80s and I read that and I thought, my God, my God, I'm gonna live forever. And I got it down in here, not up here. It moved from here to here. And I thought, I'm gonna see my dad. I'm going to see my kid. Yeah, man. The reality of eternal life came to me that day. And it changed how I lived here ever since. See, when you realize that this is just a walkthrough, you don't get too crazy about everything. Now, you're supposed to do the best you can, but it is a short season. Very short. Very short. So one is to believe. The next one he said... Continue in my word. Now, if you want to have freedom, we're we're relating this to freedom. You don't read the Bible so you feel like a good Christian. You read the Bible because it's part of your journey to freedom. You believe and you continue in his word. The word is truth. Proverbs 4.20, uh, I'll just quote it, sister. He said, you know, go ahead, we'll go there. Go ahead there, sis, thank you. My son, give attention to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Believe and continue in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Then the next one is, Then you are my disciple. Indeed. Disciples is a personal follower of Jesus. Now, you've got to believe on Jesus, and then you've got to heed what he says, and you become a disciple. See, you're on your road to freedom. You're not at all the freedom yet, but you believe. Amen? You study the word, and you become a disciple. Now, are you a follower or just saved? That's what you have to ask yourself. Many people are saved, but they don't follow Jesus. It's in the following, listen to me, I'm giving you a nugget here. In the following is your healings, your financial blessings, your marital repairs. You'll obey God, go do something, and he'll start to work on your house. I'm like the blind man. All I know is I was blind, and now I can see. I'm going to settle for that. I'll take that. I don't need some big dissertation. If I was blind and I could see, I'd say, thank you, God, for my life. Okay, so a a follower uh, goes where Jesus goes. Where did he go? Where did Jesus go? Cross. He went to the cross. He went to the cross. A lot of times people go up to the cross and they start finding something else to do. Because the cross means death of what you want so he can get what he wants. Those of you who are believing for your loved ones, don't fix them, leave them alone. Pray for them, treat them good. Show them the goodness of God in your own life and they'll want God. If you repair them, you'll break them. And when you break people, it's a lot like breaking a bolt and I'm gonna get into mechanics because that's just all I got. But if you break an intake bolt on a car, you've got to take the the whole car apart, take the intake off, because you broke one bolt inside. So you do more damage fixing people than you can imagine. But you see, what we do is we blame them and say it's their fault, and we walk away, but we don't take the intake off and fix what we did. If you hurt them, you apologize to them. If you were wrong, you tell them, I was religious. And I was heaping laws on you that I couldn't keep when I got saved and I'm sorry. Forgive me because you're valuable to me. You're my brother in God. Honesty really works good. People tell me, what do you want me to say? I said, tell the truth. We well, you know people want to know what to say. I said, tell the truth. It'll work. It does work. Uh, so a disciple, right? A believer, you're going to stay in the word and a Disciple. People get stuff stolen because they don't know what they have coming. That's why God wrote it down and said it's the last will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you get an old enough Bible, that's what it says. Some of the old Bibles, it says the last will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died, and that's the will, and you're supposed to read the will because there's a thief out there called the devil who makes to keep you ignorant so you don't get everything that you got coming. You know, just to touch that for a minute. In Genesis, he said, cursed will be the ground for your sake. Adam had to feed his family by extreme travail and extreme work. Work yourself to death. We're not going to get into that, but men die so many years earlier, almost 15 years earlier than women because of the, I think, because of the lifestyle they got and the responsibility they got. Men don't live as long. Jesus came to redeem you from that curse so you don't have to live like that, man. But I will tell you this much. You're gonna have to honor God and put him first to not be cursed. That means your tithe of your money, your time, whatever you gotta do to put God first, that's how you get out of that mess because if you don't, you'll die as a Christian but you'll be a wore-out man. When you preach the ideal you give somebody something to shoot for. But when you lower the standard, their life gets lower too. And please understand what I'm saying here. If that's not understood, the problem with preaching the ideal is people think because they're not there, you're condemning them. And I don't believe that at all. I just preach mercy to you for 15 minutes. So you can't say that I'm preaching the ideal to make anybody feel bad. I think you need to know where the bar is. How do you hit the target if you can't see the bullseye? Right. Right. What I'm telling you is you've got to know the rules. How do you get there if you don't know? And every time we compromise and we start lowering the bar in the church, I think we confuse people really bad. Yeah. Right. I'd rather say, I can't keep it neither, but I'm trying. <laughs> you understand? I'd rather say, I know I'm not all the way, but I'm not giving in. That's why when somebody criticizes you, 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 know, you say, well, that's probably true, but I'm working on it. I mean, we don't, don't say it's not there. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't start defending the obvious in your life. You'll lose all your friends. Nobody will want to talk to you because they can't trust you no more. The truth will make you free.
0: Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John, in God's Word, tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins, and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.